0: Today I have as my guest Dublin's Real Talk TV host and actress, Pat Pierio. She's real. I suspect her daring will reignite that lingering spark you and I have probably since we were children. How does she pull off those feats as an in-the-field TV host? How does she bring to life her soul-stirring performances? I suspect she'll widen our eyes to avenues of pursuit we may not until now have realized are available to us. Her life story is one that will challenge us to live out ours to the full. Sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Journey, Your Radio Show, hosted by Neville DeAngelou, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! Looks like g Mother has stopped by with a special word. Hi, g Mother. Now, I've been
1: knowing Oprah for... I've been watching her show since September the 8th, 1986. And I know the type quality she's looking for. Hey there, Oprah Gale Winfrey. Now, one of those items on your favorite thing list of 2002 wasn't one of my favorite things. Shoot, that J. Lo Velour sweatsuit. Lord have mercy, that thing was riding in all the wrong places. See, back in my day, we used to have to stand by a man, and we told that a woman's place was in the kitchen. But now look at y'all. Some of y'all, y'all not just bringing home the bacon. You're frying it up in the pan, too. <laughs> Now, who wouldn't want to
0: see a show like that? Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books. A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hi, I am Neville. Several months ago when I shared with you Pat's soul-stirring performance as that abolitionist and women's rights activist, Sojourner Truth, I promised I would invite her on to the journey so we can all get to know her better. She is quite multifaceted, as you're about to discover. Right now she is in Dublin, Georgia, so let's give her a call. Hi, Pat. Thank you for sharing time with us long distance. It is a delight to have you on the journey. First, if you will, please tell us a bit about you and your life as an actress.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's a pleasure to be here with you, uh, Neville. Um, you know, I, I started out with meager beginnings. I'm the 13th or 14th children, you know, growing up on a farm down south in Georgia and, uh, you know, living in a In a one two bedroom house, and you know, I think the way that I was raised has really influenced who I am now as a person, and even as a mother. You know, I used to always have this creative imagination as a kid. I would, I would be outside making mud pies, pretending I had my own cooking show, like I was Julia Child. (laughs) And I, you know, and I, my siblings, you know, nine girls and five boys, can attest to the fact that. When I was a kid, I always had this vivid imagination, and I would always imagine myself with an audience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) always imagine myself with an audience, and and I I remember doing my first play in the fourth grade, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and I think that what it felt like, being on that stage, um, just seeing the faces of the people out
0: in the audience, Mm -hmm. and just the preparation of of that, it did something to me. Ah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And
2: and every time, even now, you know, being past 40, when I get on that stage, I think
0: about myself as that little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how how did it transition from uh, performance as a little girl to the grand performances you do now?
2: Well, I I already had, you know, I believe that I had a God-given gift, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had to, I had to get the education that I needed to even understand what this gift was. Mm-hmm. And um, I attended two acting schools to study on camera and film acting, just to have that stage presence. And, you know, you know, being from the South, I have this Southern drawl here. <laughs> and I had to, you know, and I had to, I remember being uh, in front of a, a casting director and, and going over some lines. And she said, why do you talk like that?
0: <laughs> and And you know, and
2: I did, that's just like you know the way that I've always talked, mm-hmm. but just understanding um that I have to be more diverse in the way that I speak and relate to people, and I think that really helped me a lot and again and again, then going to graduate school to study theater and and get my master's in drama therapy, I think that that really uh, just kind of made it all come to full circle, you know, mhm because I believe that you can be gifted in something and still need knowledge. I think that we're forever learning, and and, uh, going back to school um, at a later age and just learning and gleaning from others uh, has really helped me to be the actress and the performer that I am today. And so I'm really thankful for that route that I've taken. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, you did mention something that caught my, my attention, if I heard you right. You said you did drama therapy.
2: Yes. Um, Drama therapy is a combination of dramatic arts uh, combined with psychology. So you're talking about theater, theater games, improvisation, Mm -hmm. pantomime, puppetry. I make puppets. And when you combine that with psychology, it really helps people step outside of their box. It helps promote healing. And and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I I believe in the creative arts therapies, whether it's poetry, uh, whether it's music therapy, dance, drama therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me, as a performer, I found a niche to be able to really help people through the arts.
0: Talk to us about the therapeutic effects on the audience and on the artist, if you don't mind.
2: Yes. Um, I, you know, if you watch a movie, you know, certain movies, they they, they promote... They, uh, they emote a certain emotion from you. Mm-hmm. If you're watching something that's sad, it can bring sadness. If you watch something that's funny, it can bring uh, healing to you. Um, the Bible talks about laughter being a medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, as an improvisational character actress, I use humor. I use, uh, different, uh, I use humor, humor in order to uh, help heal uh, an audience. And I use this uh, with, with grief therapy. Mm. Um, because as a personal experience of that, this is how you can tell how what the arts do as far as transforming a person. I lost two sisters to cancer within a year of one another,
1: mm.
2: and and at the time I was um, I was taking a playwriting class,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I didn't understand how I could use uh, the arts in order to you know to help heal someone or to help someone. And I, I interviewed, I, there were nine girls in my family, so I interviewed all the sisters, and I wrote a nonfiction play about my family. And so when you're writing, you know, if you've got a person who, who writes a lot to journal. I think it's important to journal, um, and it just helps to pour out things that are, so, that are inside of us. Mm. And so um, when I write, when I was writing, when I journal, it pours out these things that are inside. And when you take poetry therapy, when a person who writes poetry, what the poetry does is it gives something uh, that the person's not able to verbally say. It gives it meaning. Mm-hmm. It it it, it um, And so when you're reading certain poetry, it gives you a certain feeling. And it may be different from what the author is. Feeling at the time, but it pulls something out of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so when I do it, when I um, as an improv improvisational um, character that I do called G Mama, when I go into an event
0: mm-hmm. or go
2: into like a women's group, I um, I'm very observant of my audience. And because improv is something that you don't have a script for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the part of me, when I know that it's my calling, that anointing on my life, so to speak, from a from a spiritual uh, standpoint,
1: mm-hmm. is
2: when I'm able to say certain things
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, to certain audiences, and it pulls something out of that person. Things that are dormant within someone, it helps them step outside of that box, outside of that comfort zone. And being able to find a creative way to do that, it just... It's just so transforming. Hmm.
0: So how do you tap into it? Do you have a muse? Do you have just your experience? How do you tap into this?
2: Um, for me, it depends on my audience. When I say my audience, I'm talking about the group of people that I know that I'm going to come in contact with. Right. So I, I direct interactive theater. Hmm. And, and my group, let's say for that, was a group of military teenagers, parents were deployed to Iraq, Afghanistan, and so I had to tap into the emotional uh, uh, feelings that these individuals were feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to do that, I actually first, I had to actually um, talk to them to get to know them better to have them brainstorm some things that they're experiencing in order for me to build off from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: don't think that it's something that, I sh- that anyone should take lightly mm-hmm. um, because when you talk about dealing with people's emotions and, 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 and dealing with those touchy-feely things that some people don't like to, to deal with, um, I think it's a heavy mantle. And mm-hmm. so I think it's more to it than just making people laugh. I think it's more to it than just being able to be an extemporaneous uh, speaker.
0: My guest is Pat Theriot, Real Talk TV host, mother and improvisational character actress with a master's in drama therapy. Here she is performing an 1851 speech by former slave abolitionist and women's rights activist Sojourner Truth, Ain't I a Woman?
1: Well, children, well, there is so much racket, there must be something out of Kill Time. I think that twixt the, the Negroes of the South And the women of the North All talking about rights These white men gonna be in a fix pretty soon
0: <laughs>
1: But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that Women need to be helped into carriages And, and lifted over ditches And to have the best place everywhere Nobody ever helped me in the carriages or over mud puddles or give me in the best place. Ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arms. I have plowed and planted and, and gathered in the barns and no man can head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and, and, and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have borne 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none of Jesus heard me. And ain't I? Ain't I a woman? Then they, they they talk about this this thing in the head. What's this they call it? What's this they call it? That's it. Intellect. That's it, honey. Intellect. What's that got to do with women's rights and negroes' rights? If my cup a hole but a pot and yours a whole the quart wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half-measure fool and then that 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 man back there in the black that man back in the black says that women can't have as much rights as men because christ wasn't a woman where did your christ come from where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. (laughs) Now, if if the first woman that God ever made was strong enough to turn this world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now, they's asking to do it. <laughs> and you men, you men better let them. <laughs> Obliged to you. Thank you for letting me speak to you this morning. Now, old Sir Jordan ain't got nothing more to say. <laughs>
0: Well I'm back with Pat. Uh, Pat, can you tell us how you got into that?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, as a historical storyteller, it's important for me that when I do research history, whether it's African-American history or just American history, uh, just history in general, I want to make sure that it's, it's authentic I, and it's, especially if I'm going to actually give a speech such as the anti-woman speech of 1851, where she delivered extemporaneously, you know, at a women's convention in Akron, Ohio, um, I'd like to have it uh, as it's written. And so the one that I interpreted, of course, was from Francis Gage's version uh, that was written. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. The, the thing is, the funny thing about Sojourner Truth is she was, you know, had a Dutch accent. You know, she was from the north, and of course, I could not do a Dutch accent. And so, but the way that Gage wrote it, Gage wrote it with a more of a southern, uh, a southern uh, accent. But I think it's just so, as a, as an African American woman, it's important to know about our history mm-hmm. and the women who have paved the way. For us to be where we are today, mm-hmm. and uh, so truth was just one that really stood out to me. And and as a matter of fact, when I delivered that speech, it was for women, uh, for women, for the uh, the women of K State, Kansas State University. Uh, and so I just felt honored to be able to have delivered that, and and I was honored, Neville, to have you actually to play that
0: on the journey, so I appreciate that. Have you performed any other historical characters, or?
2: I've done historical events, you know, um, when you're talking about um, when uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated, I did the Mrs. sanitation Workers, because a lot of people don't realize that when he actually went. Uh, down there. It was because of the sanitation workers that were on strike and where the African Americans were given unfair treatment as opposed to the Caucasian workers. And it caused a lot of, of deaths from the uh, sanitation workers. And of course, Dr. Martin Luther King came down to deliver uh, his speech, which is uh, when he was assassinated. And so instead of just doing uh, an interpretation of something that people just automatically know, Mm-hmm. I researched the sanitation department. <laughs> you know, I, I researched the sanitation department to understand what was the reason that Dr. King was there in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I retold it on stage with uh, the use of u- utilizing my voice. Uh, I used uh, minimal props. Mm-hmm. sounds like a tambourine because sometimes when I'm saying certain things uh, that need a high impact the use of a tambourine and just the, the rattling, the hissing sound of that and then when it stops mm-hmm. that's what it captures an audience
1: mm-hmm.
2: as I'm portraying these different characters out of my own being right. so it's just me on stage <laughs> and I also did the uh Orangeburg Massacre when you're talking about classroom College and um, just the ill treatment back before you know there was uh, integration Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I tell stories that are kind of hard (laughs) 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 stories you know things that um, that makes you think Mm -hmm. things that make you uh, appreciate what you have Mm -hmm. I tell hardship stories no, you
0: know, go ahead.
2: And I, I also, you know, there's still a kid side of me when I tell stories to kids, you know, and
0: I do different voices and things like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, it, it's more than just you know how we've overcome. So there's more to me than that.
0: Right now, someone that's listening to you right now is saying that's exactly what I want to do. What would you tell them? Where do they get started? How do they know this is the way they should be going? Uh, advise that person for me.
2: Well, first, the first question I would want to ask is, are you sure? Mm. Is, this, is this something that you're passionate about? Mm. Because if you don't have a passion to mm-hmm. do
1: it, mm-hmm.
2: it'll be easy for you to just quit. Mm. And um, for me, I had to research I had to find the the schools that I felt that I needed in order to help me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't consider myself a subject matter expert, but I know that about myself, I knew what I needed in order to, uh, to get to this point. Finding a good school, if you're not already into performing arts, finding a good school that will help you with on-camera um, how to present yourself, having a stage presence. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it requires a tenacity, depending on what, how far you want to go. Because I love the art, I love to perform, but I also love the process. Um, and so with drama therapy, it's about the process, and not so much as, as being the best performer out there. Mm. It's what a person goes through in order to get to that finished product. So that's what that therapy portion is and what I do.
0: Now I know that you said that that person should have a pa- passion and they should want to enjoy the process, but you know sometimes when people refer to the arts, they wonder whether uh, they can survive or have a living at this. What would you tell such a person if they're they're um, they're interested in in pursuing that
1: line? Well,
2: if they want to really, you know, provide and have a living, I mean. You may have to be willing to relocate because there's certain areas are not, that are not conducive to this type <laughs> to this type work. You know, of course, you always hear about uh, New York. You hear about Los Angeles. You know, and if you're not in that you talk about you know Atlanta areas that have production companies, areas that have you know movie studios if, if that's what you want to pursue. Because you have to, if you really want to make a living out of it, you you've read the stories, you've seen mm-hmm. where actors have had to relocate
0: mm-hmm.
2: in order to live, you know, quote unquote, their dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you know, and, I, and you may have different constraints than others. It's what you're willing to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, when we're back, we'll talk to Pat about her role as a TV host. We'll be right back. You are on the journey, and it's time for our question of the week. Well, question of the week is this. What are you doing of late to grow, to expand yourself and your base, to discover the vast array of new and different avenues, as well as opportunities, available in these days for tomorrow's world? What are you doing of late to grow, to expand yourself and your base? To discover the vast array of new and different avenues, as well as opportunities, available in these days for Tomorrow's World. We're back with facts. Pat, you're a, a TV host. Uh, I enjoy a, a lot of your programs. Can you tell the audience about how you got to, into that role? Yes. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, back to that little kid in me,
2: I always wanted to host my own talk show. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I, when I relocated um, here to the southeast, I had to sell myself because I'm coming back home after about 25 years and and people either don't remember me or I'm just insignificant. But I came back into town and I pitched myself. I had to sell what I had of me Mm -hmm. in order to to have my own show. And so I was fortunate enough to have been something about me that the uh, television owner felt that uh, could really benefit the city. And so... I mean, I had never hosted a show in my life. <laughs> <laughs> had never hosted before in my life, but I was comfortable enough in front of the camera, mm. and um, and I know that I'm thankful for the for the stage presence that I have, mm-hmm. and and just the just the realness. And I think that with with my talk show, I'm a little bit out of the box. Mm-hmm. I'm not always in the studio. I like to go out into the community. I like to be very active and proactive with what I do. And when you talk about you've seen some of my shows, you know, I have been, you know, I I have what you call a day in the live show to where I highlight a particular um, profession mm-hmm. and just show the community how necessary and how amazing these people are in our small town and what they do for us and so I did uh, one show the day in the life of a sanitation worker where I rode on the, the back of the truck, I, I <laughs> picked up
0: people's trash <laughs> I'm waving it past and um, you know interviewing some of the guys there and I was also um, a firefighter for the day. I, I saw that one. one, go ahead I saw that one, I climbed the
2: out there are 63 feet, and I'm afraid of
0: heights, <laughs> <laughs> now. And, and you know, I was a pol- you know a police officer for the day, full
2: uniform. I even signed a waiver and I allowed them to tase me on air. And so when you talk about seeing me in that light, mm-hmm. you know, people see for one that I'm kind of daring, <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> but but they see that I'm I'm
2: bringing something. Such a positive light to the community, mm-hmm. something that they had not seen before. Mm-hmm. And and um, I don't take it for granted. I enjoy it. I mean, so I have and I have fun shows where I'm in costumes with pink and blue hair, and I go to the different schools with pre-K and 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 uh, fourth graders, and even in high school, and I'm doing all kind of wacky things.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think that it's so important, and it's different. Mm. You know it's different. And um, another show that I do is I have a cooking show. I have I love to cook, and I've hosted parties and I've catered, so I'm taking these gifts again of mine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, and I'm teaching people how to cook.
0: <laughs> wow well, <And> so
2: I <laughs> it's fun. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. I I saw one of your cooking shows. Um, did I, you I learned
2: something from it, Neville. Yes, I
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I was particularly nervous for you in your hunting show. Talk to us about that. Oh my God!
2: Yes, uh, up in the deer stand. Yes. I have never had never gone hunting before, so I'm doing some things that I've never done,
0: and don't know if I'll do again. But <laughs> and you know, even going scuba
2: diving. I mean, hello. Uh, <laughs> But I think that I think that I'm getting a very good response um, mm-hmm. as a host to my talk show, Real Talk. I'm giving people just a genuineness uh, of me to where they're able to to see me as a real person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's part of my character. That's part of who I am. I tell people that you know I like to be real. I, I like to be uh,
1: approachable.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's exactly what I've been achieving, so so I'm
0: I'm excited about that. That that that's good. Now, now again, for for audience, for the for the youth out there who want to be a TV host, uh, they get excited about such a thing. What what should they do? I know you told us from that once you got back to Dublin that you pitched yourself. The owner of the TV station noticed that you you were worth having in his show. Mm-hmm. Uh but, but, how does a person go about do it if they're starting from scratch and they just have a desire?
2: Well, I had to have um something to show mm-hmm. for what i what I know that I could do, and if you're talking about starting from scratch
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have
2: to you know i think it it requires something inward to be able to you know you've got to be able to accept some rejection. Mm -hmm. Because I have had my fair share of of being rejected, Mm -hmm. because sometimes all you have is a piece of paper
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that kind of tells who you are, where you went to school, what your GPA was, but I was rejected so many times, Mm -hmm. and and if you're talking about wanting to go into television, um, I... I did a career fair, a career day at the high school here, at the middle school, and I talked about um, going into you have to, studying communication, broadcast journalism, like yourself, Neville, mm-hmm. because you have to be broad. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to reach a broad audience. In order to reach a broad
0: audience, you have to be broad. You yes. have to be diverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. you have to, you
2: have to, don't you think? You yes, have to be Absolutely.
0: Diverse. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that point up. Yep.
2: You know, because I, when you and I were talking before, you were talking about how you know you have, you've
0: talked with people, you know, internationally. Right, and, right. And you couldn't just do that, you know,
2: not everybody can do that. Right, right. Not, not everyone is equipped to do that, and I think that you have to be equipped. And if that requires um, going to certain schools... Doing certain research, I'm all about researching. You have to research your area, mm-hmm. research your market, mm-hmm.
0: and and uh,
2: you know local TV for me is like a stepping stone because I really
0: would like a national TV show. That that's but, good. Uh, well, I'm I'm wishing that for you too as well. <laughs> <laughs> I always let's, say, "If
2: oh, I had to start somewhere, <laughs> yes, yes,
0: uh, let's get it going. <laughs> let's get it going." There's a person that's Wants to become a TV host. They they are they're going to school. It is their passion and their purpose. They're trying to broaden their knowledge. Um, they're still in high school. Um, mm-hmm. What what would be the next step? You'll tell them to do.
2: You know what's amazing is the the internet. You have a plethora of inter- information on the internet, mm-hmm. and you have to. Um, you have to see how many sacrifices you're willing to make and when I talk about relocation. There's only certain things that are so far you can go um, with talk with television in a small area
0: mm.
2: and and um and I say that for myself and I say that for that individual out there who wants to pursue this um after you know high school college. you have to be willing to um when I say relocate, I'm talking about when you're online, when you're researching where's where's the market because you're gonna have to sell yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
2: a lot of jobs will ask you if you're willing to relocate. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Now, yeah. go ahead, go ahead.
2: And with me, though, Neville, I have certain constraints because I'm still I'm a single mom, you know, with three. I'm a divorced mom with three teenage children. Mm. And so it's not just me. So I can't just pack my suitcase and drive off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I may feel like that sometimes, but no, you know, <laughs> I still have those constraints. And I've got to, you know, um, this is the real this is the realness
1: of it. Mm-hmm. To where you know
2: I've got a teenage son that's graduating this year, so I know I have to be in place
1: mm-hmm. until
2: after May. You know, and, and, and you know, and the kids moving around, relocating. Um, I have a lot of different things that I
1: consider,
2: mm-hmm. and, so, and I would say to someone, an individual who doesn't have children, who's not married, that does give them a little bit more freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you did you did mention earlier about um, a drama therapy that a person could become a drama therapist. Um, that yes. that that of course was a new field to me that you just mentioned. Um, <laughs> to uh, talk to us about how does a person become a drama therapist?
1: Well,
2: uh, this will happened at the time when I was married. We were stationed in Kansas. Mm. And I thought, what is in Kansas? (laughs) And um, I knew that I was performing, had been performing for quite some time. And so I researched different, um, it's a master's level program for one. Mm -hmm. It's a master's level program. You don't get, you cannot get a terminal degree in drama therapy. But it is a you can become a registered drama therapist. Mm-hmm. The the website for drama, for the drama therapy association NADT is NADT. dot org.
0: Mm, good.
2: And so I want to make sure that uh, people understand that it's. It, let me let me repeat that for you, okay? Yes. NADTA, North American Drama Therapy Association. And there's so much information that you can find as far as different schools to attend in order to become a registered drama therapist, uh, courses to take uh, as far as continuing education, how to keep your licensing and credentialing up. Mm -hmm. And so there's a certain amount of hours that you have to do, contact hours. And for me... Um, I am not registered as a drama therapist I still would need to take um, If I choose, chose that route Like a series of personalities course And a research course mm-hmm. And so there's still time If I do decide to do that uh, For the clinical portion But it's a field That I'm excited about Because you can also get a master's In uh, you know, music therapy
0: mm-hmm.
2: If you perform I talk to a lot of kids about the arts Mm -hmm. And, you know, for poets, if you want to do, you know, have a master's in poetry therapy. And so I didn't know what it was, Neville, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: myself, and began to do the research. And so my my graduate professor, uh, Sally Bailey, told me, she said, so what you've been doing as an improvisational character at time has been drama therapy. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I just didn't know
0: the name for it right right right, well, somebody else hearing us right now is discovering it as well and probably <laughs> looking <laughs> I came
2: here and they didn't know what it was i have to I pretty much have to explain myself <laughs> everywhere i go but but that's okay
0: that, that that's good you're you' are you you're being a a drama therapist evangelist, let's call you that. <laughs>
2: That's Uh, exactly
0: what it is. That's good. Well, when we are back, I will try to find out who are the inspirations behind who Pat is. We'll be right back. Thanks. We've provided for you links to the various opportunities and other references on the show. You can check these out wherever you've joined us on The Journey, or go to thejourney.ryosports.com. That is thejourney.ryosports.com. You will find much for your benefit, including links to our guest's performance of Sojourner Truth's famous speech, Ain't I a Woman? Take us wherever you go. You do know you can listen to us on your iPhone, most any cell phone, or use the Stitcher app. We're on Stitcher. You'll find us there alongside the world's top radio shows. That's not just the pitch. It's true. You'll find us alongside many of the world's top radio shows. Get the Stitcher app and listen to us. There are many ways to have us and our guests along. Your journey Check out the com, Or just Google us. Well I'm back with Pat and Pat, who are the, who inspire you to be who you are and to do what you do?
2: Well, um, I talk about how big my family is. And um, my mother passed away when I was two years old. Mm. Um, She got of a massive stroke at 42.
1: Mm. And
2: so she left behind 14 children. Mm. And and I think that because of my family being so close and having all of these amazing sisters, um, my sisters inspire me. Mm. Because these are such strong women of God. And I and I often think that um, because I tell you I I interviewing my family talking to my family about my mother
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't even I don't remember my mother but
0: mm-hmm. people
2: say that I possess some of the characteristics of her and I believe that that's part of the legacy that she left behind
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so I often think like even when I was a mu you know as a young mother I thought about my mom and the sacrifices that she made for us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm inspired by my mother whom I I don't even remember. I'm inspired by my sisters who live a life to me that's so worthy to be uh to be admired. Because of their faith in God and because of who they are as women and, and how they empower other women to be the best that they can be. And I've met so many different women along the way within the military career of just military wives and and, uh, and uh, that have just been so amazing for me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so I can glean from I glean something from women that don't necessarily have a huge title or a well known you know mm-hmm. uh, of course women in history but just everyday women I find something uh, amazing and something worthy to be uh, admired in everyday women
0: love it I love it. Is there anything that you'd like specifically to share with us before we go?
2: I just, you know, I just want to encourage everyone out there that's listening in the listening audience to to push yourself to be the best that you can be. To encourage one another to live a life uh, that's uh, just worthy to be uh, admired by others. And don't let your circumstances stop you from achieving and accomplishing goals, desires that you've had in your heart from from a little child. Don't let those fires go out because of your circumstances. And always strive to be a light to others, even when you're in the dark and devoured. Always strive to be a light.
0: I love it. Well, thank you, Pat. You know how much I appreciate that you have <laughs> taken the time to be on the show, I I am so glad that I ran into your video uh, a year or, or so ago. And yes. since then, I've got to know so much more about you and to be inspired by you and to be instructed by you as well through your your shows. So thank you so much um, for coming on the journey.
2: It was my pleasure, Neville. Thank you so much for having me, and I, I, I wish you much success with everything that you do.
0: And same to you. Thank Thank you. you. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, invent, and share via any of the social media you love. Thank you all once again for joining us on The Journey. Here are two books that will not only inspire you and be a transformative influence along your journey, they'll make you, I'm sure, want to share... Many of your insights. Check them out. Whatever your favorite format, they're on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, thejourney.com. Check them out. The two books are one Illicet a time to begin again. That is Illicit a time to begin again. Illicet is spelled I-L-I-C-E-T. That's a Latin word, of course. Illicet. A time to begin again. The second one, Flight of the Fused Monkeys. Yes. Flight of the Fused Monkeys. By yours truly. The first is a true story. The second one is an allegory. You'll enjoy them. Have a beautiful week and tell us about it. See you next week